Welcome to Fearless Marketing for Life Coaches. I'm Simone Soul, and I'm here to teach you how to get your life coaching practice fully booked without having to pay for ads, buying Instagram followers, or complicated sales funnels. It's not rocket science, and you can do it too. Listen on to find out how. Okay, everybody, I have today with me Claire Byrne, and I, I know I always say I'm excited to have a guest on, but today I'm really excited because when Claire and I talk, things get a little crazy. <laughs> Claire Byrne is my colleague, my own mastermind sister, and she is a heartbreak coach, and she's like super famous. And <laughs> you got to get out more, Simone. <laughs> she like rubs shoulders with celebrities and like she basically is one in my mind um the jokes aside not that that's really a joke um she's a yeah she's a very successful you know multi-six figure coach and I am obsessed with her marketing I wanted everybody including myself to learn a thing or two about how to show up in your marketing while being human and also being authoritative Claire when I was introducing you I know I missed some things fill us in about who I am? The drop the K-bomb. Hello? The K-bomb? Oh, okay. <laughs> well, Simone, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I die for you. And I'm just in so much admiration of your work. And you have helped me so much in this mastermind. So I'm truly honored to be here. So thank you. Thank you. Um, the K-bomb that Simone is referring to that I had to think for a second is referring to Kourtney Kardashian, who has a lifestyle site called poosh.com. And I was asked to write some articles in March of last year when the site launched. And then it just, I guess the articles really took off. And now I'm officially their resident heartbreak coach. And I write articles on heartbreak dating and relationships regularly for them. And it's just so much fun. And it's opened so many doors for me. And I also have a podcast called How to Stop Wanting Him Back. The title is with him in it because of my own experience as a heterosexual woman going through heartbreak. But of course, heartbreak is a universal lesson for all of us. And gay men listen, straight men listen, gay women listen, straight women listen. And um, that's pretty much it. And I have a one-on-one -on -one coaching practice where I help women stop wanting Mr. Wrong back and really call true love into their lives for once and for all. Hold on. I actually don't know the story. What happened? How do you get picked up by a Kardashian? Well, so the story really is that I was in our coach Stacy's mastermind. We still are in mastermind together. And there was just a very pinnacle coaching moment with Stacy where we were really talking about our beliefs, our beliefs about ourselves. And if we, what, what was it that we would need to believe about ourselves to call in our clients? You know, we talk about this stuff all the time, but the way she phrased it, it really made like the first thing I thought was I know everything women need to hear on the topic of heartbreak. Like I am the heartbreak genius. I am the heartbreak expert. It was just really stepping into this idea. And I would just wake up every morning and I just like was lit up in my body, in my mind. I did thought work and I was just like, I'm the heartbreak expert. And another big thought that I had, which I really believed in my bones, Simone was nobody is talking about heartbreak dating and relationships in the way that I am. I really felt that way. I really believe and still believe I have chills. If I say so myself, I know you're a badass 
who owns your, your success as well. But I really like do believe that I have an approach that I, I don't look at any other heartbreaker dating coach and think like, Oh, what does she have? that I don't like, I'm like, no, you should come to me because I have the answers and we're going to laugh and we're going to cry and it's going to be hard. But the gold on the other side is so, are we allowed to curse? Do you uh, know me? I like, I like, hello. I curse. I mean, my poor Irish Catholic parents, I'm like, don't listen to the podcast guys. Um, but, uh, I just really believed I was the fucking best. And out of the blue, I just got an email from the managing editor of Poosh. And it was just like, Hey, wait, you're telling me that all you did was commit to some new beliefs (laughs) and beliefs create results. You didn't run around LA like looking for celebrities? <laughs> did not. Did not. That doesn't sound right. You can't just I make results happen with beliefs. I was not rubbing shoulders. It just literally came out of thin fucking air. When I got the email, to be honest, I mean, I would tell them this now. I was like, what the fuck is Poosh. And like, I'm so tired of all these like random people reaching out, wanting me to just like, you know, have my, like wanting to pick my brain and whatever. And then I like look up Poosh and I'm like, oh my God, (laughs) (laughs) because it was brand new. So it hadn't even officially launched yet when they reached out to me. Yeah. 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 That's so fun. um, Yeah. I want to pause here and give everybody this formula because everybody needs to write this down and install it into their brains right now. Number one is what the number one belief Claire said is I have all of the answers when it comes to fill in the blank for fill in the blank. Did I get it right? Nobody is talking about heartbreak dating and relationships the way that I am. That's the second part, right? So that's it. I think those are like two, I think you can, I want everybody to input both into their brains. Like um, I have all the answers and nobody's talking about fill in the blank like I am. And both, I, I really want to like, like bold face, highlight, italicize this because these are beliefs that I very much worked on as well. Similar thoughts came to me too. And at some point I decided consciously that I'm going to think when it comes to marketing as a life coach, I have all of the answers. And at that moment, in my brain, it was like, well, you don't have all of the answers. Like, and at that point, another voice in my brain was like, yeah, it doesn't matter. You start believing that you have the, all the answers and then you're going to become the person who has all the answers, right? And now I believe without a shred of doubt that I have all the answers. Nobody does X like I do. That is also so, so good because that is like literally true. It's going to be true for everybody. Literally, nobody can talk about your thing the way you can. I don't care how, quote unquote, oversaturated your niche is and how everybody's coaching on the same thing. I mean, come on, like how many marketing coaches like for like online businesses do you think there are in the world? Like a bajillion and a half. And nobody does it like I do. I have something I believe, like I am the expert. I'm the number one marketing expert in the world when it comes to the way that I I do things, right? Which is the best, right? Like I always think my way is the best, right? Um, For my clients. And I want everybody to think about a lot of the tools that we we have as coaches might be the same. Even a lot of the concepts that we, you know, use to coach with might be the same, but nobody comes at it with your particular combination of life experience, personality, values, sense of humor, your spirituality, your emotional DNA, like all of that makes you such a unique cocktail 
that is going to be the dream come true for a particular client who looks at a sea of coaches offering the same thing on the surface, but says, that's what I need. Amen. Yeah. It's so fun. It's so much fun when you allow yourself. And then if there's a part of you that's thinking, oh, but what if I don't? Just decide that you do. When you decide that you do, I mean, this is something I have to tell myself because I'm very confident in my coaching skills, but there are other things Simone has seen in mastermind, right? Like it's something I have to remind myself all the time. No, but I do know, or go find the teacher or the coach or, or go fine tune your skills. If that's what you really think, like if you really don't know and you don't consider your expert, like consider yourself an expert, go figure it out until you do. Yeah. And also you can decide you're an expert now and that you want to get even better. And yeah, the coach I was two years ago is not the coach I am today. And the coach who I'll be in two years ago is not who I am today. And who I am today, I'm super proud of. But I know yeah. that, I mean, the more we do, you know, I, I, we're in this mastermind growing our businesses. Obviously, you know, Stacy is a business coach. You're a business coach. I know you're a marketing coach, right? But it's coaching other coaches on their businesses. Um, and I coach people on their hearts. But I still feel like as I grow as a as an entrepreneur, it still also impacts my coaching women on heartbreak, who I become and stretch myself as a student of Stacy's and a, a member of this mastermind, even with the mindset work that I do on my business also stretches me as a coach on people's hearts. Give me an example. My value. I was a struggling actress. I'm 39 now, struggled um, in, in, as an actor. And when I say struggle, I, I still like had a really nice career and there were years where I was solely supporting myself as an actress, but you know, there was always that feast and famine mentality, right. Of some years. And especially before the economy crashed in 2008, I mean, you book one commercial, you're living off of that for a year, maybe two years, like life was fun and good, but there were other years where it's like, Oh, especially post 2008. And then I was, you know, often broke and then I was often heartbroken and I just really didn't see at the time that my thoughts created my results. I believed acting jobs happened outside of me. Partners came to me outside of me. Breakups were happening to me. Not getting the job was happening to me. Financial struggles was happening to me. So much, I think, of what has, because I've been a coach for five years, but I've been working with Stacy for just over two years. And the work that I did on believing in my value also translated to the value of myself and my dating life to attract the partner who I'm with now. So when I'm increasing my value and charging what I charge, I mean, Simone, if someone told me that I was going to be making the money that I'm making now and living in an oceanfront apartment just over two years ago before living with, before working with Stacy, I would have been like, mm, yeah, that, that's a pipe dream. That's like, 20 years down the road, if I'm lucky, you know, so really learning about my value and my belief in myself and that I do have, as you have said, the audacity to charge what I charge and deliver these results. It's like, I truly believe who I am in one area of my life is who I am in all areas of my life. So what I, what I hear you saying is that you can be actively working on your, like, your sense of your own value as a coach and have that positively impact your clients, positively impact your marketing and have that increase your value as a coach. And I want to like point out that subtlety because a lot of coaches think like a lot of the coaches in my community think that if you're a coach, like 
that should be, that should be like done. Like you should already think that you're valuable. Like if you're wrapped up in a neat bow. Yeah, no. Exactly. If you are, are struggling with, with, you know, your own value in some areas of life or even in your business. And if you are learning how to believe that you are more valuable, they make it mean that somehow I'm being a life coach wrong. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, no. it's, it's always like, no, you're supposed to be in the process of learning about that. You're supposed to be like, you know, uh, building up your self-value every day. That means there's, there's supposed to be work to do. And all of that work is there so that you have something to do to increase your value to your clients, right? Like when you're, yeah. In your and that work. there's always room for growth. I want to yeah. work with a coach who's always working with a coach, right? Yeah. If, if Cece wasn't working and, and my personal coach was, didn't have a coach, I'd be like, well, then, you know, I want someone to be walking the walk, but I'm not heartbroken and I'm a heartbreak coach, even though I did just talk about how I really feel like I experienced a bout of heartbreak since I just moved to where my boyfriend lives and there was this like upper limit problem happening and I felt this old residual heartbreak because I was resistant and I know we're going to get into that. Um, I still feel pain and experience pain and I use those tools that I use on my clients with myself. But overall, I, I am in my ideal relationship. I am where my clients would love to ultimately be. And some of them are, and I'm just coaching them through also being in their relationship, but, um, I'm not going to hire a heartbreak coach just because I'm a heartbreak coach to keep working on my coaching. Right. <laughs> right? Here's what I'm curious about, or here's what like my, I think my listeners will be curious about is that you were a, a very, like a high earning, super effective in demand coach, even before you found this, you know, I mean, okay. I don't want to use the verb found, even if, even before you created this wonderful, like ideal dream relationship that you are in now. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that there were times, cause I remember hearing stories from you. I think there were times when you were a heartbreak coach and you were heartbroken. Right. Yes. And I mean, not like <laughs> in that rock bottom way, but in a small way, but still, right. Yes. So a lot of what, what coaches in my community struggle with is like, let's say I'm a, I'm a productivity and procrastination coach and I find myself like procrastinating, procrastinating. and can't get out of it. Or I am a uh, weight loss coach and I just gained three pounds last month because of whatever happened. And, and they go straight to, I'm, I'm a failure. I'm, a fraud. I'm not this. an integrity. Yeah. Um, my tools don't work. Right. And how can I tell them that blah, 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 when I don't, can't, don't have my shit together? So I think it's easier for coaches to understand that you don't have to be perfect and expert in every area of life. But I think coaches still think that they should at least be perfect in whatever their whatever their niche is. And I want you to speak to to that. Like, how is that not true? I did have those thoughts, you know, when I found myself disappointed by a guy, I mean, it was never as bad as what it was for my rock bottom relationship, as you said, but what I found to be the advantage is that I always committed to the tools that I used on my clients. God forbid I could get heartbroken again. Is that going to make me a failure as a heartbreak coach? I have no control over my partner staying or going, right? What I do have control over is, am I going to show up and move through the pain? Part of moving through the pain is grieving, right? And like, I'm fine with a client being like, I ate a pint of Ben and Jerry's last night. Oh my God. I'm like, good for you. Like, get it out. Like indulge, right? Like if that's what you needed to do, do it, right? It's not a failure. I don't see that as a failure. I, I see 
it as an opportunity. I even feel like I recently was very transparent about how I moved up here. And I, I really was like, felt like I was having kind of this heartbreaking experience because I was really resistant to stepping into this up-leveled relationship and whole life. And my business was okay, really- Okay, so just to give everybody context, um, Claire I entered a new relationship with it last year. Yeah, we were yeah. dating and then months. at the end of September, we met. Yeah, and she just moved cities to be with her man. Like she just like literally moved. And that's yeah. what she's talking about. And so here I am at 39 and it's like, I've met the love of my life, but for my twenties and thirties, I was either alone or in really dysfunctional relationships. And, you know, it really was like breaking my brain to get here and like be in it and have a thriving business. Cause as I referred to before the feast or famine and I was in, I, I actually was like messaging with you. I'm like, I'm in it right now. I was leaning into it. And I did even have thoughts very recently of like, oh my God, here I am. And I'm having these dark thoughts. But, you know, I just observed all of it and watched all of it. And honestly, coming out of the other side of it, having applied the tools that I do with my clients and really digging deep and going inward and figuring out what am I thinking that's creating all of this pain? he's amazing. This is all my shit, you know? And like, really like trying to figure that out. And now on the other side of it, I'm like, my coaching is this much more off the charts because I feel like I needed to go through that again to really reconnect with my clients. I actually think when we quote unquote fall off the wagon in our own niches, it's an opportunity for us to take our coaching to the next level. I it's could not agree more. You're thinking about it. You have to do that because then you know you're actually at an advantage. This isn't, this, we're not saying fall off the wagon and go eight, gain 10 pounds if you're a weight loss coach, just so you can experience this, right? <laughs> but like, if it happens, this is an opportunity for you to get, I mean, my business is just like, I've had the best month in my year coming out of this river of misery, but like- So good. The reason why is because I fucking leaned in. And, and there totally. were times where like, I was like hiding from the mastermind page. I knew I was hiding. I was like, this is what is happening. I was very- aware of all the things, right? And really wasn't going to stop figuring out the thing until I figured it out and like was ready to just, I said this, you know, in our group, I, I renewed my vows with myself, with my partner and with my clients and with my business and my future clients. And it wouldn't be this deep and this abundant if I hadn't gone through that rough patch. I know that. You know, one of my mastermind students just came, um, just, uh, came up with a brilliant idea that I asked her to share on my, um, in my, in my free Facebook group, which is that she, she had this, had this concept that consistency as the wider culture dictates is like linear, but like for women, our consistency is cyclical. Oh yeah. Isn't that genius? I always say too that heartbreak, I share this all the time, heartbreak, healing your heart is not a linear process. Most of my clients come to me and they're like, I'm ready to go. They're like investing the money. No, you're going to see the darkness again and again and and again. And then they they come back down here after a month and they're like, I bumped into him on the street or I found out that he's dating someone else or like, I just got this like pang, right? Like, and and that's why I require six months because I want to go through, this isn't just like, putting a bandaid on it. This is like, and even after you are, you are so good at healing heartbreak that you literally are a heartbreak coach. You still go through these cycles of, um, you meeting your own darkness in whatever form. 
And it's nothing has gone wrong. Like it's literally, I, I could not agree with you more that like the way I think of it is every time you go through a funk, like the river of misery and you just like everything just seems so dark and you can't see your way out. Like every time you go through that, to me, it's like the universe being like, okay, you're, I love where you're at. Let's get you to the next level. And like, this is like, this is like the training ground. Like something has to alchemize you know, something new. Oh, I love that, Simone. So that Absolutely. you can be, serve your clients even better, right? I, I totally agree with that. Big, sorry, were you, you were going to continue. No, no, no. Uh, well, let me just say this other thing too. Yeah. Right? So, um, and the difference between uh, a coach who like, you know, who can be effective through whatever her life is throwing at her or him and, and a coach who just like sits down every time, you know, they don't feel amazing is that it's not that like shitty emotions and, and long periods of being in a funk. And, you know, it's not that these stop happening to us at higher levels. Like they just don't. And, and I know that I go through them, Claire goes through them. And I think the difference is that each time, so dear coach, if you're listening to this podcast now, each time it happens, if you can, the goal isn't to have it not happen. If you can be like 10% more compassionate with yourself, 10% more of an observer and a scientist of the experience rather than just being right in the middle of it. I mean, you're going to be in the middle of it. It's, this does not mean it's going to feel less shitty. It's going to feel exactly as shitty as it's supposed to. And if you can, like each time you go through it, if you can be 10% more observant, if you can learn 10% more about your own brain and how you do things, right? And be 10% more compassionate. Like that is the only thing that's required. That's, that's like being asked of you as a coach, right? So, Hey, you're a weight loss coach. You just gained weight. Great. That was supposed to happen. What would it look like for you to be 10% more compassionate, more observant, more of a, more, more curious about, about, you know, how this, how you could get out of this place eventually, and then have that be even more useful to your clients and, and increase your own value as a coach because this happened. And be super, I think this is a segue into why we wanted you, why you wanted me to come on, like be really fucking honest with your audience. Oh, yeah. It, Let's talk about right? that. Like, but um, one thing that I just wanted to say before we go there is, you know, what I admitted in our group was that I was doing great. Like nothing really happened except that it was an up-leveled problem of like, I'm moving to this dream place with this dream man and my business is amazing. And I have never been in this much abundance. And like every, I just was like, ah, right. But what I realized was that I was coasting. Like I really didn't fully take in and appreciate, like I was like madly in love and very appreciative of him. And I know I always really committed to my clients, but I didn't really pause and be like, holy shit, I did this. Right. Like I've created this, this is happening. And, you know, I think in the self-help word world, appreciation, gratitude, it becomes so generic, but I really don't think I like in my bones was in appreciation because I was so much more focused on losing it all. Mm. And, and so then I was just kind of like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I moved into Santa Barbara. Yeah. 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 I'm at the love of my life. Yeah, 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 Yeah. My business is taking off in this way. And it was like this coasting. And so then it had to get really dark for a while for me to be like, holy shit, like these are the facts. And I like really never was in celebration or like really, and, and it was another invitation, Simone, of speaking to your 10, how can I be 10% more compassionate? I was always like, you should be doing more. It's not enough. You better, right? And it was like, here I am, heartbreak coach. And I think I'm the best. 
And there was this like next level lesson that like, Claire, you've come so far in loving yourself. You could go this, this much further, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, and so I think that that's just really important because it's like, we become coaches and we've like, most of us, I would hope if you're a coach, you've overcome the hurdle that you're helping other people with. Um, not to say that you can't be a great coach if you haven't, but most coaches have a story and are the reason why they're doing their own niche or, and, and, um, uh, that now I'm sorry, I'm losing my train of thought. I just totally blanked. Okay. This happens all the time. It's like, it's totally fine. I do too. And I have to pause my own. Do yeah. we edit this part? Or, or not. <laughs> sometimes I just like to show people that sometimes we blank and it's totally fine. But the next yeah. level of compassion, right? Yeah. I thought that I, I thought that like, oh, I am like the self-love queen. Yeah. <laughs> and I really had to be like, oh my God, not only have I not celebrated myself. And then I was just like coasting, coasting and not taking it all in. And so then I was like really reflecting on what I've created and loving on that and, and that being enough yeah, and yeah. where I'm at is enough as I strive for more. And it's something that I preach that I didn't even see that I wasn't giving myself. And then yeah. segue to why you wanted me to come on. I was really vocal about that with my audience. Okay. I want to know like what is actually going through your head when, cause Claire writes the most amazing copy and she will, and it's the most honest, like vulnerable copy you'll ever see. And how, like, what is going through your head when you are a heartbreak coach and you are like writing about you freaking out about your relationship? <laughs> That's such a good question. It's just so, I don't know. It's like, yeah, I guess I really do do that, don't I? It's just so Yeah, and, and you're a self-love coach and you, like, I, I remember one post you were like, yeah, I just cried my eyes out because I thought I was going to like, you know, Cause you know, cause my, my brain was going crazy and just like, you're so, so human. You just let your readers in on so much. Um, and that none of that diminishes your authority. In fact, it does the opposite. And I want it might diminish my authority to some, to some right? people, not my people. Right. Exactly. Get, you, know, you know, this, I get unsubscribes all the time. <laughs> but, Celebrate um, those. I know. I know. Um, I try to think about, try to really answer my I question. Yeah. About, no, what, what I think is, is that there are women out there who need to hear this. Mm. That's my thought. It's more important for me to serve them and have them know that I'm a human and I'm not perfect, but I do still think I'm the best coach, but I'm in it and I go through things and this is how I move through it. Because if they don't, I think people look at me and I feel like this has been my story my whole life, especially as an actress. And I came from a small town in Westchester, just outside of New York city. And I think from the outside, people would think that I had it all. And I was like fucking dying inside. I hated myself. Nothing was ever enough. And I think people would look at my life now and think the same. And it is really fucking amazing now. And I do feel like I'm living my honest truth, but their life is 50, 50. Right. And you know, sometimes it's dark and it got real dark for a second. And I'm like, you know, I'm not going to preach self-love and happiness and all of this is like perfect. And this work is sunshine, rainbows, daisies, and unicorns. It's not. And the only way that I can show up authentically is being real with where I'm at. I feel like with my niche, you can't do it any other way. I think what I hear you saying, which I love so much, is that when you show up and be vulnerable, you're not thinking about how it makes you look. You're thinking about, this is going to be helpful to somebody. There's a little part of me. I'm going to be completely honest. I'm like, am I really going to vote? Am I really going to quit? 
publish. <laughs> yeah, um, but you know, I think, about, I think about my boyfriend and I think about like, you know, I'm in, you know, connected to his family and on, on social media. And like, I really like don't want to be airing dirty laundry, but I don't think I am because I'm really talking about like my own heartbreak and this transition being hard and it being like, it really, my issue was that like, I couldn't believe that this man was real, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, I mean, it's a lot, you know, if you're not in LA or New York or drinking the coaching Kool-Aid, it's like a lot to share, you know? So I think there's a little part of me that's like, Oh, I wonder what they think. But, and so like, I do, I go into my brain of like, what do people think? Or, and, and my boyfriend is so supportive and he like loves what I write. And he's, I love that you're best, like telling us how know? you're being really human about you being human. It's like, <laughs> it's not all just altruistic no, motives. I'm like, like sweating as I'm talking about, like when I think about doing it, but I'm like, I know the reason why I am where I am in my coaching career is because I've really kept it really fucking authentic as uncomfortable mm. as it's been at times. I really feel that like when I'm celebrating, I'm celebrating. Like last week I had a milestone in my business. I had like a selfie with like the most beautiful flowers. And I'm like, fuck yeah, life is amazing mm. today. Right. Mm. But like when I wasn't, I was doing like yoga poses of heart openers, <laughs> just being like, this is all I got today. <laughs> I'm trying guys. And like one other aha that I had was that I abandoned my meditation and my yoga practice. And so I said to my boyfriend, you know, something I really realized is like, since like I moved here, I've really kind of let that morning practice go. Cause I want our time together. And he was like, Oh no, please go back to it. <laughs> like, I'm good. <laughs> you know? And then when I really started like getting up at like six 30 and getting the coffee going and doing my practice, you know, I said to him before things like, uh, manifested physically, right into my reality, right. I was shifting my thoughts in the morning and like really going into my body and meditation and getting right back into like the way Claire knows how to like get back into her life and re redirect and renew her vows. Um, I said to him before, like all these opportunities and my business just like started going whoosh up, like <laughs> shooting back up again. Um, I was like, I'm different. I feel different before any of the results revealed themselves. Like, and it's just choosing me and choosing my body and going back in. And like, you know, in the same way, someone who's sober, who goes to AA for five years, they keep going to maintain it. You don't get too confident and like, let it all go. And I realized, you know, for me, for lack of better words, my sobriety <laughs> is sticking to like, it's non-negotiable for me to get up and manage my mind and breathe and stretch and like go inward and remember the December 2020 version of me and who I want to become and the thoughts that she would think and all of that. You know, I asked you to, you know, on my show because I wanted the secrets of how to be authoritative and vulnerable at the same time and human at the same time. And I'm listening to you talk. I'm just wondering if it might be as simple as deciding that I'm enough. Whatever is going on, I am enough as a coach. I am enough for my clients. I am enough for my audience. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm just enough. Yeah. I guess the only thing that I'm thinking like for sure in this moment, right. Or like me putting myself out there is enough, but for sure. I mean, one of the biggest thoughts that I was grappling with in that recent dark period that I had was that I was like these old thoughts of not being enough were coming through that I was watching. But the difference is because I've been doing this work for so long was just like, I really knew that they were just thoughts 
but I also wasn't in a place to be like, so I'm just going to plug it into a model. I was like, these are just (laughs) so heavy and so visceral and so real. I'm just going to keep like watching it, feeling it. Um, but, but I would be lying if I was sitting here today being like, yeah, I'm just like always I'm enough. No, but, but when you show up to market, like when you show up to talk to your people and to be of service to them, um, it's it, really the underlying. I guess my truth is enough. That would be it. My truth is enough. There you go. There you go. Yeah. yeah. My tr- oh, that's a really big one. That's one of my, yeah. you know, like every time like I, I do something that I look back later and regret, I, you know, because it's really easy to trip up on regret and that makes you actually take less action in present time because you're afraid you're going to do something that you're going to regret in the future. So, so I, something that I really live with is my truth is enough, even when it's not the best idea. Sometimes I'm like, well, I wouldn't do it quite that way. I wouldn't have said it like that now, but at that time it was my truth. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. When I look back at like old videos and stuff that I posted on like YouTube, I'm like, oh my God, Claire, I'm so embarrassed for that old version of you. I'm Same. Like, oh my God. You and you're like, but that was where I was and that's good enough. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Totally. I mean, yeah. I did delete some. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I think I <laughs> deleted some of them. <laughs> when you but can. That's a really useful idea to have. And just if you if you really take this to heart and you live this idea of where my truth is enough at this moment like it doesn't mean this is going to be my truth forever it definitely won't but i just get to tr- tr- speak for my truth it is enough for my clients it is enough for me it is just enough period i think that is such a powerful energy to show up from because i think yeah. at, at the end of the day i think that's what all of us ever just want I just we want where we are now the truth of whatever is happening to be okay yeah and also to remember that your truth is enough for your ideal clients right like totally 100% when we were talking and and you know I was like I got the meanest email from a listener and you were like yeah bye and I was just in such a dark place that I was like I know like even I'm taking you know, haters feedback in a way that I normally never would, or I would turn it into a learning lesson and be like, whatever, or this is a way to serve or whatever. And I was really, and, and then that was another big shift out of my river of misery. It's just, I'm not for everybody. I know this. That's why people unsubscribe. I, people unsubscribe to me, to me all the time. Um, I had in this past week's post that I sent out to my list, I said something about how I think my price is a steal. I got like 10 unsubscribes. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody doesn't know my my sort of philosophy and unsubscribes. It's like, if you're not getting a whole bunch of them all the time, you're doing it wrong because if you, it means you're either not showing up enough. It means you're not making strong enough offers and, or you're not taking a clear enough stance on who you really are. So if yeah, you got to no wrestle some feathers. Yeah. That's literally the only way to do it. Right. So it, if you're not getting a lot of unsubscribes, all it means is that you may not be showing up for your business in a powerful enough way. If you're getting lots of them, great. Keep it going. Try to get more. (laughs) (laughs) It's like also another great opportunity to really step into your own two shoes authentically and say, well, this is me, you know? And you know, when I've gotten negative feedback, like, you know, sometimes I think a listener has misinterpreted and it's an opportunity for a learning lesson. Um, you know, I, I understand and I, I do, I'm very highly opinionated and every testimonial I get back, I just got another one today from a client. It's always, 
Claire's tough love is really, it's <laughs> always like the tough love. Like, you know, I know of another um, dating coach and she's just so sweet. And mm-hmm. like, I think that there are some gentle wounded birds that need her. And there are women that are just like, I need a good kick in the ass. And Claire Byrne is going to give me that. Right. Like, <laughs> I am Whenever not- I see other business coaches who are super gentle, I'm like, oh no, I'm so mean. I'm doing it wrong. And then I remember, oh wait, no, it's just like different strokes for different folks. <laughs> it's like, it's okay. Different strokes for different. And we're not mean. It's just like, we're no fucking bullshit. That's what it is. Yeah. Now I just had a new client and normally people come to me when they're, you know, still pining over the person for like a couple of months or it's been on again, off again, but this girl freshly wounded, found out that he was cheating on her and like literally signed up for me two weeks later, which I was like really blown away by to just be ready to do the work. Cause sometimes people just need to kind of, okay, it's happened before I'm ready to just do the work. Um, and so, you know, it was so raw. Of course I'm speaking to her, like, look, we're just going to be, and we're just going to grieve and there's nothing to fix fidget or, you know, you know, immediately the, the last thing that I want is for her to jump into like, and what do I really think? And shifting out of all the thoughts when it's just very fresh and raw and painful. So, um, I meet my clients where they're at and with, you know, if, depending on how fresh it is, but, um, I said to her, I'm like, but we will be getting to work. You didn't sign up with me. To, and she's like, no, that's what I want. It's like, I actually have to slow her down to allow the grief process. And for her to really be gentle with herself. But, you know, I know you so well and I've watched you and admired all of your posts and marketing and seen how you show up on the page. You're tough, but like, you're not mean. Well, you you're haven't not. seen me in my mastermind. <laughs> but even like, same with Stacy. Like, Stacy was like, I'm not tough. Or so she said something like that like a year ago. And I was like, oh, okay. And I'm like, but I sign up with her because she's tough. I need that. I was raised Irish Catholic. Like that is my love language. Like, come on, let's go. Why didn't you? Why didn't a little you? pain, a little game. A little pain, a little game. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. Okay. I want to I wanna wrap this up by asking you to offer my listeners some pragmatic things they can start implementing today to bring more authenticity and authority into their marketing. What you got? Can you just say that last part again, how to bring more authenticity and what into their And authority. Authority. Yeah. It's just like stuff we've been talking about all, all along. Like how yeah. to be, show up more human and what is going on in your life and how are you working on it? What is that? What are your challenges, right? Like what are the things, what are you so scared to share? I blatantly said in one of my podcast episodes, I'm so, I've recorded this. I've been taking two hours to record this and I just have to commit to this being the one because I'm so scared of what you guys are going to think. Like I said that on the podcast I, and you know what it was? I was afraid that if I admitted that I was really struggling in my relationship because it was so good that a, they were going to fucking hate me. Poor Claire. She's met her dream man and she's struggling. What the fuck? Why have I been listening to her? And B that they were going to believe that the work doesn't work. And that was my biggest fear. And I think that that's probably what a lot of your listeners biggest. So how would you quit yourself for that? Uh, I just was like, you're doing this. You're doing this. (laughs) It's the Irish, like the tough Irish love. Like you decided to do this. Also, podcast is due today <laughs> for my producer. So you're fucking doing it. I love and that. I, I knew I know when I'm when I I know there's a lesson. And it, I always, and I said this, Stacy interviewed me 
once on her podcast. It was the last time she did it. I did it with her. And um, I said, my desire to serve is stronger than my fear of what people think of me. That's it. Mic drop. The end. Like, <laughs> really, right? And, and I just, I love what you said. It's like, sometimes you don't have to be like wrapped up in beautiful, altruistic intention of like, oh, this will serve people. Sometimes it's like, okay, I frankly have no idea what's going to happen. And I'm like shaking and the podcast is due today and hit send, right? <laughs> like that's, that's what it is sometimes. And I think people like want to know that everything, all the risks that they take to like, to you know, be more emotionally honest is going to like, I want to know that it's going to land in the right way. I want to know that like people are going to respond the way I want. And listen, like you can't like control and people please your way to, to success and and to being an influential and and, and authoritative. You have to like, you got to take a risk. Sometimes that means like, like jumping, not knowing there's a net. Because podcast is due today. (laughs) Yeah, podcast is due today. And look, I have 9 million topics. My clients bring, I I am never, and and my listeners reach out and they're like, can you do a topic on this? I'm never running out of ideas for my podcast, which is great. I I just know that if I'm really uncomfortable about something, but I feel strongly about the lesson and I'm moving through it, like it's not an option to not share it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm willing to have listeners not understand me and give up on me and think, eh, whatever. But my whole point is like, this isn't my last river of misery, right? There's going to be more. And, you know, this is just the beginning for not just in my relationship. This is just the beginning of like a whole new chapter, a whole new life and making new friends up here and um, transitioning, you know, into different avenues in my business. That's going to bring up mind drama, like all of it. Right. But just like right now, I'm loving that we're recording this where I'm high as a kite, but I'm always going to keep it real. I just, it's just not an option to not keep it real. And if people are like, oh my God, she's such an over the most efficient way. Cause if you keep it, I truly believe that you can just like, you can just keep showing up with whatever, whatever is real. And if you have to be perfect, every time you're not perfect, you have to stop and slow down every time. So that's really the cost of it is that you just really slow yourself down. And why? And and who do you want to work with as a coach? Like I want to work with a coach who's doing the work. I want to work with a coach who's human. And I want to work with a coach who isn't going to just pretend like it's all perfect all the time. So I just don't, I, that doesn't, and I can smell bullshit on people's posts. You know, we're in a big network of coaches on social yeah, media. I think we all I, can to an extent. Oh, uh, or like the generic of like, you know, just using the cliche, you know, I wish you can see Claire's face. It's like, a, <laughs> like contempt. I really cringe when people are just using the like very cliche, like, I can't even think. I mean, and I, and I, and I say that and I use them myself, but I use them backed up with my own unique story. So I feel like it's always fresh. Yeah, totally. So, yeah. Oh my gosh. This is, this is everything that I, that I wanted people to hear. And I like, my thing is like, I, the happy, I am the happiest when I get the feedback 
that from my students and my, you know, co- coaches in my community is that like, you give me permission to like be my human self. I don't have to change anything about myself to market and be an effective coach. And I'm like, that's it. That's all I want to do today. Right. And so <laughs> you do not need to be more fucking enlightened than you are right now. Fuck that shit. Fuck that shit. It's fucking like the only the only change that I think it is is owning the fuck out of who you are, right? Yeah. Like I I just um I just signed a client right before this recording and sorry, it's just <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to slip that in there to be like, guys, I swear I'm successful. No. Um and she was just talking about how she went on this date with this guy and she was like, you know, the repeated feedback that I keep getting is that I'm very closed off and he can't tell if I'm having a good time. And then he like told me if I behave like this, I'm never going to find someone. And she was taking what? on his story. And I'm like, okay, so January 2021 version of you is going to be like, excuse me, this is me. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. And you know, clearly this is where we're going to part ways. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And don't you dare like tell me what my, you know, I'm not going to like coach my clients into like fighting off a douchebag. Right. Yeah. But like not <laughs> taking on, like having her inner dialogue of like, nope, I don't do this. I don't date men who dictate how I'm going to be and what my future love life looks like because he doesn't like how I'm showing up with him. Fuck Same that, exact right? translation to business. For coaches. Exactly. Yeah. That's my, but that's a great example of how my business coaching impacts my heartbreak coaching. Like the business coaching that I get impacts that because it's about owning your worth and owning your value in every area. Right. So it so really good. doesn't matter what it is. It's like, this is me and I'm not going to apologize. The enlightenment comes from owning yourself. And when you yeah. own yourself and love yourself while always leaving the wiggle room for the work and the growth, right? We're coaches. That's what we do. Um, you can't lose yeah. It's self-ownership and combined with growth. But like there's certain parts of me and same in my relationship. Look, this is my fiery Irish side. I know we got to hone it in sometimes, right? And then there are other times where I'm like, no, this is actually me. And I'm not going to, you know, apologize for this aspect of me. Unless if I see it as like, oh, I can see where this, you know, obviously, again, relationship. I I can go on all these tangents of all the different ways, but I'm not like, this is me. Take me or leave me. But, you know, like part of me that I can see I can work on. This is a part of me that may bother you, but I really like this aspect of myself. This is good for me to be a little bit messier because I used to be such an OCD control freak before. And I don't like, like that. And yeah, same thing in business. You've got to trust that for your ideal client for whom you are their ideal coach, right? Exactly. Though exactly the way you're being is going to be the thing that makes them think like, that's it. I want her. Right. And for everybody else, they, who cares? You know, in, in, in our love lives, you know, if you're not polygamous or wait, is that, hold on. That's yeah. not like the PC term, like polyamorous. Polyamorous. Experience. What's the difference? I don't know. Okay. Whatever. Poly, unless know. you're polyamorous, if you're a monogamous person, it just takes one person. Right. And who cares about everybody else? It just takes one person who loves you as you are. And in business, if you're like, like, you know, I run a mastermind called six months to fully booked. And then we talk about constantly about being fully booked. And for most of us, it just takes like one or two dozen clients out of 7 billion humans on earth. Like it really is a selective, like mutual relationship, right? 
Like Absolutely. you don't need to make everybody happy. You just have to be the dream come true of like a few people and be the most you that you can be for those people. Cause that's where the magic is. That's where the magic is owning it. And I, I created a freebie video. Anyone out there heartbroken? How to stop wanting it back in three steps. I'll link it in anyway. the show notes. Um, but I, I'm, I'm honestly not doing it to be like shameless self plug, but also I did it. Um, I don't but mind. The, but the, I won't give the spoiler alert away, but Stacy was really trying to like sell me on the third step. And I was really resistant to it because I was like, wait, is this, is this? And she was like, you're forgetting that you can sell your clients on anything if you believe it. Mm-hmm. And instead of like, oh, that won't work because of this and how I coached in the past, like how can I keep expanding my brain and opening myself up to it? And the theme that's come up with my clients this week is like, I don't want to play games, but I'm kind of playing games, but game playing, game playing. And I'm actually selling them on a little bit of game playing in the beginning of dating, but we don't have to call it game playing, right? But it's like setting boundaries, not being available. And they're like, but I am available. I'm like, yeah, but it has, how is that in the words of Dr. Phil? And how's that been working out for you? <laughs> right? Like, but it's like, I can't believe like, I'm like, oh, wow. I don't think five years ago as a coach, I would have been like gameplay, right? But I'm like, it kind of is game playing by saying you're not available when you are. But what if it was like game playing in your favor for you in the beginning, instead of just being here, I am take my body, take my heart. Right. Yeah, like, yeah. It's just you like anything you want to believe and it's coming from clean reasoning and you're owning the fuck out of it. Your people mm. are going to come. I love that. Wow. Oh my gosh, Claire, you're brilliant. I love you. I love your heart. I love your brain. I love everything about you. Thank you. Marry me instead. <laughs> Even though you just got married. <laughs> oh, that's true. I forgot about that part. <laughs> we'll be hiring divorce court, co- that's divorce right. coach and a marriage coach. <laughs> I love it. Thank Coaches, you marry so much. Thank you, Simone. You're the best. Thank you so much for having me. I loved this conversation. My friends, hope you love that conversation as much as I did. And in the show notes, you're going to find the link to her website and the wonderful mini video course that she created to help you stop wanting him back. So if you're heartbroken, if you know somebody who's heartbroken, click, click, click and forward, forward, forward. And as a coach, I hope you will show up today with as much power, authority, and joy as you see Claire doing, owning all of herself. And I'm inviting you to do it, owning all of your gorgeous, brilliant self. I'll talk to you next time.